Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. Remember, Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree held together with scar tissue and bone spurs. Rob Fortney. And I'm telling you, the pain that I would suffer was beyond excruciating. And Phil Stevens. Do it, Rob. You'll kill all those nerves. Thanks for listening. Welcome, ironradio.org listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I'm an exercise physiology and sports nutrition professor of about 15 years, and I'm a former competitive bodybuilder. Yeah, this is Phil Stevens, powerlifter, Highland Games athlete. I run Strength Guild, amongst other things. And we have Christine Bongiovanni and Branch Warren with us, uh, pro bodybuilders. Many listeners uh, are aware of them or their names in some way. But Christine, maybe just a sentence about yourself. Um, I, good morning. I am a professional bodybuilder who hasn't competed in quite a while, but now I um, promote events and am starting bodybuilding events and am getting into the fitness expo world. Sweet. And Branch, people know who you are, I think, but uh, maybe just a description about yourself. Yeah, I'm a pro bodybuilder. I've been, uh, been a pro since 2001. Uh, Won a lot of titles uh, along the way, and uh, started promoting contests about 11 years ago. And I uh, did my first one down in Houston, which I still have. And uh, just uh, living the dream, baby. Sweet. And way too chicken and rice and flexing people. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had a couple of students, uh, Branch. I should tell you, I I mentioned just to one or two students that we would have you on the show, and they are geeking out because some of my students will listen to the podcast. So they're gonna be excited. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, all right. Some well, meat, some young meatheads. Uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, we're going to skip the usual listener mail and news, uh, everyone, just out of you know interest of time. I will say this: this is episode four hundred. Woo! Wow! So, yeah, congratulations. So we, yeah, we better go a while. Yeah, at a while. Yeah, and so yeah, good guest for episode four hundred. So, I I will say one thing: if you are part of the fall uh, contest and social media thing. Uh, mugs and t-shirts and all the kind of reward swag has been sent so have some patience you'll get it in just a couple of weeks all all right Um, let's start with the brief origin story and Christine you've been on before but um, let's start with you just quickly about how you got involved right I mean both of you are pro bodybuilders but let's just talk about whether whether it's the competitions or the move toward promotion uh, just a you know a little bit about your origin story. Um, so back from the beginning, is that what you're meaning? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know what I got into the sport uh, because I was pregnant with my first child and was no longer able to really participate in uh, group sports. So bodybuilding was the answer for me. I was working out at a gym where that was what was present and so I thought I'd try it and just see if I even enjoyed it and I got hooked and loved it turned pro in 95 and um, it obviously was a path for me at the time I was a graphic artist um, who got laid off during Desert Storm Um, so it was a path for me to develop my own business Um, and then after I quit competing in 2000 
basically because the sport of women's bodybuilding was kind of falling apart at that time. And, um, and so I quit competing and for health reasons as well. And the way for me to stay involved was um, we actually unfortunately had a promoter that passed away and I took on his two shows and uh, that's kind of how it kind of just made sense. Right. I love the athletes, like helping them out, and um, so that's where it went. It's great to have you on the show, too. I can tell you we have a growing number of uh, female listeners that are very serious about powerlifting competitions and physique and whatnot, so it's it's good to have women examples, of course, too. Nice, um, nice. Yeah. Uh, Branch, um, I, I don't know what, gosh, what we can say about Branch. Multiple Arnold Classic winner, uh, I believe. Are you still sponsored with Gaspari Nutrition? Is that correct? No, I actually just uh, just signed with uh, Black Skull. Oh, okay. Uh, Sports Nutrition, yeah, I did it uh, this last week. Um, so uh, very, uh, very happy to be on board with them, and I've got some big things uh, coming, uh, working on right now together, and uh, so we'll be announcing here shortly. So, uh, of course, I've been signed with Gas for uh, you know, Gas Clothing out of uh, Sweden for the past eight, nine years. And um, I just got a couple other contracts I've signed, too, and uh, oh, gotcha. four tactical bags, and... Uh, so, but with Bicycle, we got some real big things happening, and uh, so over the next few weeks, we'll be uh, making some big announcements. Oh, sweet! Yeah, um, let's let's have a, just a little bit of your origin story, or maybe a lesser known fact. Like, you know, why do you do what you do? Well, I do what I do. Um, I just love to bodybuild, man. Uh, everything I have, I owe to bodybuilding. You know, it taught me you know, the work ethic, and it gave me the discipline to uh, to be successful, not just in bodybuilding, but in life and in business. So. Uh, you know, I'm, I love being a bodybuilder, and uh, I love the sport. I love the, the training, I love the process of getting ready for a show, and uh, you know, I love uh, I love game day when it's time to get up there and battle it out. So, uh, you know, bodybuilding is a it's like being a race car driver. You know, you, you get all the the driver gets all the fame and the credit, but you know, you, it's still a team sport. You know, without his pit crew, he mm-hmm. never gets across the finish line. So, bodybuilding is very similar. You know, right. without uh, my wife and you know my trainer and you know some friends and stuff, you never uh, probably never never make it there so uh, in that regard it's a team sport but uh then it's also an individual sport because it's all you in, in a sense too because it's how much you put into it and uh how bad you want it right so, how how young were you uh, when you started was it a high school thing or uh no, I, started, uh, I grew up in west texas and uh, on a cattle ranch and uh, i think the closest neighborhood was like eight miles away so uh we, uh, my best friend was a German Shepherd. <laughs> so, uh, we, <laughs> we were like way out there, and uh, I uh, and I was going to be a bull rider, you know, because everybody I looked up to back then they were cowboys, you know, like real the real deal. And I was like, shoot, I'm going to be a cowboy. I'm going to win all the money and get all the cowgirls. It's going to be good. And um, but uh, somewhere along the way, when I was in high school, we moved to Fort Worth, and uh, the town I grew up in until then was, uh, you know, we barely had enough guys to have a football team. So if you tried out, you made it just because there wasn't enough enough people. And um, the two best-looking girls in the school were my cousins. So uh, <laughs> life got a lot better. And uh, I had a, I'd seen a bodybuilding magazine before. Actually, the first bodybuilding magazine I ever saw had Rich Gaspari on the cover. And, um, you know, so I became a, became a fan of his earlier on because of the more I read about him, uh, you know, not, not just because of his physique, but because of his work ethic and, and uh, you know he probably wasn't the most genetically gifted guy on the stage, but because uh, you know, there's you know 
work ethic and attitude and you know his uh, attention to detail he, uh, he was one of the top guys during his era so oh, yeah. uh, I uh, I didn't have any money for a, a gym membership when I moved to Fort Worth and uh, I knew I needed to work out to get bigger you know to make the team play football and um so I met this kid in the neighborhood. He used to go in and um, he had a membership. He'd open the back door. I'd slip in. And um, I did this all summer. I did it every day, <laughs> and, um, like six days a week. And so uh, I went there so many times that everybody just kind of got to know me. So one day I just walked in the front door and they waved at me. I waved back and I worked out. So uh, and uh, during this process of this summer, I met this bodybuilder there. And uh, that was huge. You know, he's about 5'10", 5'11", about 280, 290 pounds. Mm. And a uh, national level bodybuilder. And uh he, um, his name was Mark, and um, he kind of took me under his wing, showed me how to, how to work out right and properly, and, um, and I gained like 20 pounds that first summer, just, you know, training and halfway eating right, and, uh, you know, for a 16-year-old kid, so um, he um, he said something to me about, uh, I made the team, and uh, played football, and then uh, that next summer he asked me, hey, you were thinking about competing, and um, he took me to a show, and uh, I saw what the teenage junior division was like. I was like, man, I could do that. And uh, this is uh, just at the beginning of the summer. So he said, man, I'll, I'll train you for the show if you'll, you know, do the show through the summer. I was like, all right, I'll do it. So he goes, we're going to go to a real gym. I'm like, well, where are we at right now? He goes, man, this ain't a real gym. So he picks me up the next morning and uh, drives me down across town. And we pull up in front of Metroflex. Well, this guy turned out to be Ronnie Coleman's workout partner. <laughs> and um, we we walk in the gym, and uh, of course, he's got these big warehouse doors open, the music's so loud, you could hear it in the parking lot. There's people in the parking lot squatting and doing lunges in the parking lot. And uh, I mean, Brian, who uh, owned the place and trained Ronnie and this guy, Mark, too. And uh, he said, I told him, you know, hey, I want to get a, I want to do this show, but I can't afford a membership. You know, I'll clean the place up for you, work something out with you. And uh, for a membership, and uh, he said, let me sit you like, he took me over in the front of the mirror and I hit some poses. And he said, I'll tell you what, kid. He said, uh, you get ready for this show and represent the gym and you win because you don't got a membership. He goes, if you lose, we can work something out. I was like, deal. And that was 24 years ago, and I still haven't bought a membership. Wow. Wow. So you were sort of sponsored from the first time you, you started bodybuilding, in a sense. You know, I was, uh, yeah, I was. I didn't, uh, you know, to me, I was a fair, I, I was happy because, man, I didn't, we were, we didn't have any money. I was a you know, 16-year-old kid. Um, I couldn't even afford a single gym membership back then, you know, and um, I worked, but I had to help out pay bills at home, and um, so, um, I was like, shoot, I got to win this thing because oh, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to freaking work extra to pay this off. So, uh, it, uh, and I, at the time, I didn't realize how fortunate I was. But, uh, you know, to have somebody like Brian and to get to train with, you know, Ronnie and this guy Mark for my first competition, um, you know, because these dudes killed me. You know, they were grown men. I was a kid, but, uh, you know, I trained real hard. I didn't I, I didn't ask any questions. I did whatever they did, I did. And um, I trained till I threw up, and uh, I wouldn't quit. So uh, I think they liked that. And, Mm-hmm. So they let me train with them, and uh, that's how it all started. Sweet. Wow, that's an awesome story. Mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways, lucky. I mean, obviously, you're gifted physique-wise, but to have people sort of, uh, you know, letting you in the gym and <laughs> sponsoring you and that kind of stuff, at least as far as, I mean, I think a lot of our listeners can probably identify, you know, you, you work sort of, you do some of the chores in the gym, cleaning the locker room or whatever, and you know, work your way in in some way. But I think you were fortunate that you, you were really exposed to some pretty hardcore high-end people fairly early on. Is that fair to say? Man, I was. I was very, uh, very fortunate. Uh, you know, um, I think it's, you know, it's a, life is kind of, you know, sometimes who you, I, don't, I think everything happens for a reason. But, 
you know, the, the people you surround yourself uh, makes a, makes a big difference on a, you know, how your life turns out too. You know, you surround yourself with successful people, and I think, uh, you know, if you're a hard worker, then success is you're gonna have success too. So uh, I was just very fortunate to uh, be at the right place at the right time in a lot of ways, and uh, you know, it all worked out. So uh, yeah, I had a blast, and uh, it was good times. I think, uh, and correct me if you if I'm wrong, but my impression of you has always been that you're. This a really just sort of no nonsense hardcore kind of guy, you know. And I mean, uh, like you, I grew up. I was watching Rich Gaspari, you know, super impressed. He was always he was my favorite guy for years, you know. In fact, but um, you have the this sort of hardcore image. I think is that because of the people that you started working around. I mean, everybody knows Ronnie Coleman's, you know, a balls to the wall kind of lifter too, and that sort of thing. Did they form yeah. your training philosophy? That's, that's Absolutely, it's uh, my training philosophy is kind of a combination of a, you know, uh, of Ronnie's and Brian's, and this guy Mark actually was uh, the hardest trained dude I've ever seen in my life. He was actually bigger and stronger than Ronnie back in those days, and uh, mm. he trained like a complete psycho man, <laughs> and uh, just like nuts, man. And uh, he uh, and he was a psycho man. This dude was this gym was a rough gym back in the day, man. There was fights all the time. It was crazy, but you know these dudes are uh, that's why they trained. And so yeah. I was like, I just thought that's what everybody did, and that's what you're supposed to do. So, uh, you know, over time, I, I developed kind of my own style. And uh, later on, me and Johnny hooked up, and, uh, you know, we, I got into powerlifting. And, of course, he was a big-time powerlifter, so we kind of came up with this kind of power, you know, bodybuilding, solid training, and um, we just ran with it. It was um, it was fun times uh, growing up in that gym. It was um, it just kind of tamed down a little bit back then. But, back, you know, there weren't too many gyms, especially hardcore bodybuilding gyms back then. And, uh, so everybody trained there, and um, it was cool. I, uh, I think the time I was 19, I had beat everybody in the gym except for Roddy Mark. Oh, and, wow. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they had, like, this big show. It was called the Lone Star, and that was, like, the biggest show in the state. So uh, right, I won the team nationals, I think, the year before. And, uh, you know, it was, like, there was Jay Cutler, Caprice Murray, Ronnie St. Cloud, all these guys were in it that year. I won the overall. And then uh, so the next year, uh, I got ready for the state the state show, the Lone Star, and uh, went in the Open. And, um of course, Metroplex is where all the best guys came from. Everybody was in it, and uh, so uh, I think I beat everybody in the in the gym. So when I came back into the gym on Monday after the show, Ronnie and Mark were relentless on these guys. Like, man, you got your ass whooped by a teenager. That <laughs> 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 was pretty funny. Right. Okay, let's fast forward before we go to the break and, and we get into our topic of the day about uh, fitness expos and whatnot. Let's just fast forward. Uh, is there anything? happening with you today uh whether it's you know uh competitive business related just sort of highlights about what's going on with branch warren right now right now competitive wise uh you know i haven't uh, competed since uh the arnold of last year you know march of uh 2016 right now competitive wise um i don't know what i'm doing um i took a long break just because i needed it uh physically and mentally um i haven't had a break in years and years <laughs> And uh, like any younger, yeah, you know, wasn't at, uh, wasn't happy with my conditioning at the Arnold last year. Uh, it was off a little bit, admittedly, but uh, I um, I don't know as far as what what's in store for this year. I haven't made a decision yet uh, what I'm going to do if anything. So uh, stay tuned, and I'll keep you posted on that. Um, as far as on the business side, we've got I've got several shows I'm promoting. Uh, Christine and I are you know we're going to we're doing a show June 10th. Of, uh, this year in Minneapolis, so uh, we're going. She's taking this, the state show, which she's uh, been promoting for a number of years. It's established. We're going to add an expo. My show is um, in Houston and Dallas. We've been doing a uh, you know super show expos. You know, so you have um, 
NPC bodybuilding, you know, fitness figure show is the centerpiece of the show, but then you have a, an expo with lots of vendors, you have multiple events like CrossFit, powerlifting, strongman, arm wrestling, these type of events, and uh, we just had midget wrestling last year, which was like the hit of the show, and um, it turns out to be a fun day, you know, we get, make it a family atmosphere, we have face painting for the kids, bounce houses, all these things, so oh, wow. uh, it's a yeah. family event, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Gotcha. Okay, I'll tell you what, uh, everybody, let's go to break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get into the topic of the day. We're going to talk about those kinds of expos and this expansion from bodybuilding into expos. And uh, we'll be right back. Hey listeners, this is Dr. Lonnie Lowry. If you've ever had anyone critique you uh, on your protein intake as part of your weightlifting lifestyle, oh, you poor meathead, all that extra protein is going to rot your kidneys or weaken your bones or dehydrate you or give you gout or who knows what. Uh, there is a book available. You could simply Google CRC Press and Lowry. And what I've done is reach out to experts all over the world and create a book, a single compendium that you can hold up and say, this is why I consume extra protein. This can be very valuable when you're um, being quote unquote educated uh, by various professionals on the topic. Uh, there's enormous amount of literature in this book on the safety, uh, the effectiveness, how protein works in cells, the history of protein and weight trainers, uh, much more. So again, please check out CRC Press and Protein and Lowry. You can just Google that, and uh, I do, full disclosure, I do make a small single-digit royalty on the book, but that's not why I did it. I did it so we can all have something, uh, our particular population, uh, to both defend what we do and to inform our nutrition and our eating. Thanks. your weekly fix of iron radio in addition to being a popular institute on itunes we are also on email simply go to www.ironradio.org and sign up for the voluntary email you'll get a once per week email no more that's little more than the show notes and a link to the audio so go for it All right, everyone, we're back. It's Lonnie and Phil, and we have Branch Warren and Christine Bongiovanni, uh, professional bodybuilders, and we're going to talk about the expansion of bodybuilding events into fitness expos. And uh, I was partly interested in this because I'll tell you, and uh, Christine and Branch and uh, Phil, you too, I'm sure you guys all remember back in the day. I mean, I went to the Arnold Classic when it was in the Veterans Memorial Auditorium there in Columbus a couple of times, and the, the expo portion of the event was just a couple of booths downstairs, you know. Uh, that was back when, like, Sean Ray and Lee Labrada and those guys were competing. And um, But the expo thing was almost an afterthought where you had a couple of the competitors selling apparel or uh, once in a while they'd, they'd kind of reach out into a, a supplement line. You guys remember those days, but those days are gone. I mean, like the Arnold Classic, uh, which is now what the Arnold Fitness Weekend, I think, so expanded. Uh, so my first question is for you, Christine. Why is this happening? 
You know, um, if you look at the the sport of bodybuilding and the NPC, the National Physique uh, Federation, uh, they expanded it out into a more mainstream group of athletes that could actually compete. Women's bodybuilding was disappearing or was getting to a point. Honestly, I talked to the president at that time, Wayne Amelia, about women's bodybuilding because mm. we had one of our Miss Olympias that I was training for and multiple women were training for got canceled. Oh. Um, so we had this long conversation and, um, you know, the word bodybuilding means bigger, harder, um, and it's really hard to keep that feminine. Um, and, you know, I've had many discussions with judges about, you know, sitting at the judge's table at a national show and having an argument with a male bodybuilder or a male judge who is picking the biggest, hardest, um, and not looking at the whole package. Um, and not, it's just the way bodybuilding is. So opening it up to first fitness, um, and then figure, and then now bikini, it's, it's just given so many more women the opportunity to actually get involved and compete in a physique sport. And so, uh, I think it's a great thing. And then along with the fitness expos, actually my first pro show, um, was the invitation to the Arnold Classic by Jim Lorimer um, and Arnold, and it was actually you know the Miss International is the women's portion of it, yeah. and it was amazing. I mean, I was just totally astounded by what they were doing, and always dreamt of being able to do that. Um, and so I think that the fitness expos are just it's an opportunity again to open it up to all the different sports and expose everybody to some cross training. Yeah. Right. Well, let me ask you branch then. I mean, obviously you think this is a good thing as well. You're co-promoting these sorts of things. And um, why do you think the expansion to fitness expos is good as opposed to just trying to keep things pure bodybuilding? You know, to me it was a natural step whenever, you know, they stayed like Christine said, when the, they came with the new divisions, you know, first they had fitness and then they uh, they brought in figure and everything and now, you know, bikini and then men's physique. And so you start reaching a much broader group of people than we used to. Uh, and it appeals to a lot more people. Uh, you know, not everybody can be a 250-pound monster on stage or, you know, the, the female bodybuilder. So when they open up these other divisions, it, we appeal to a lot, lot larger segment of the of the public. So, uh, and um, I'm a true believer in... Uh, Everybody needs to do something, you know. Not everybody wants to be a bodybuilder, but everybody needs to be active and you know do something. Because you look at our country, how many people are overweight, you know. So uh, you know, if you CrossFit, you know, all these other powerlifting, strongman, all these other events. Uh, you know, we start off with a pal to meet. Um, when you're looking for ways to try to expand our show, reach more people, and have a better event. And um, powerlifting was a natural, natural fit. So uh, our first. Uh, First time I had a show, my first bodybuilding show I promoted, we had a Palton event with it, and then we had a strongman to it, and then I uh, went to CrossFit, and I had a CrossFit event, and then uh, just kept it going. We have arm wrestling championships and all these other events, too, and uh, we just kept it going, anything that's fitness-related, and we tried to grow it and make it to, uh, to a fun day, and uh, 
And then, you know, if you want, I won't try to reason as many people as I can to bring them into the, to the fitness world, fitness community. Right. And um, I think because of that, you expose a lot of people to bodybuilding and fitness and physique and whatnot. And I think uh, we picked up a lot of competitors, you know, by doing that. So um, people see what it's all about. And, um, you know, if you've ever been to a bodybuilding show and you're watching it, it's very motivating. If you sit there and see some of the physiques on stage, um, even to this day, if I go watch a show, especially a pro show, I get motivated. Yeah, you know, yeah. Go back to the gym and train harder. So um, I think uh, reaching and bringing in a lot of other people that would never be exposed to that is uh, actually helped grow the sport a little bit more down here. And, right. um, so I started talking to Christine, and uh, actually she contacted me and uh, kind of brought the idea up of doing something in Minneapolis, and uh, I think it's a perfect fit. Uh, it's a huge market up there, and uh, it's an untapped market for that kind of event. And um, I think it's going to be a good hit. Right. Okay. This question is not on my list. It's a tangent, but it, you're making me think about this a little bit here. Uh, you've always trained so heavy. Have you done powerlifting yourself ever competitively? Yeah, I have. So back in the days, I tell you, when I was uh, I went to from about 19 after that competition. I just I told you guys about earlier. I um, I was going to school, so um, I had to work my way through school. I worked three jobs and uh, to get through school, pay my tuition. You know, I was living on my own and. Uh, Everything so getting ready for a bodybuilding contest probably wasn't in the cards for me at that time because you know I just didn't have the time to devote to it. So um, that's when I got into powerlifting. Um, you know I didn't have to train as many days a week as I did uh, you know for bodybuilding, but I trained you know different style of training, trained heavy, and most importantly I didn't have to do the diet, which uh, gets expensive when you're eating all that chicken and steak and everything. So um, I still ate good, but not you know, so much as a, like a contest prep diet. So, uh, yeah, and the powerlifting, Brian got, got me into it, Brian, they got Mark, because uh, all those guys powerlifted. Oh, so cool. uh, I powerlifted for a number of years, and it actually, uh, I think it was a blessing to Scars because that's when I really put on a lot of weight, and I got that thick, dense, dense look that I, I was known for. Yeah, that base. That's an, that's an interesting story, Branch, because that's the same reason, basically, that I got into powerlifting. I was going through a time in my life when I could not be in the gym five, six days a week. So I started powerlifting. I could go three days a week. You know, I could add a fourth if I had time on a week. And um, it definitely put me up to the point where I could compete nationally and turn pro. I mean, that, that's the best way to put on muscle. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. So there's no substitute for I don't care what all these, these people say in their new freaking tangled diets and training methods and bullshit. There ain't no substitute for hard ass work and heavy weight. Heavy work, period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've had Ed Cohn on the show before, and Phil knows Ed pretty well. And um, that's something that he sort of emphasizes regularly, right? Heavy weights make you big. <laughs> you know, you're right. You, yeah. so, yes. you see new research come out about, oh, you can you can increase muscle protein synthesis with sets of 23 to 30 repetitions. And the science actually looks pretty good, but then. I don't know. The proof is kind of in the pudding when you look back over the years. The biggest, hardest competitors, a lot of them have that really heavy powerlifting-esque background. That's you it. Know. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And that's, you know, I mean, Ronnie did it. You know, who was bigger than him and harder than him? You know, Johnny right. did it. I did it. Um, I can name off. I can go. I can sit here all day and name off athletes that train that way. And uh, that's how I got my base and foundation. And um, um, so at the time, it was... Uh, you know, going to those, those years when I was going to school and working on jobs, it was hard. Um, but looking back on it, it was a blessing. You know, every, like I said, everything happens for a reason. And uh, yeah. that's really uh, where I got sick and I got my density. Because after I got out of school, you know, within two years, I was pro. 
so um, it's really off. Yeah, we've done a couple episodes about crossing over, you know, from bodybuilding to powerlifting. And, you know, you think about, like, the old Muscle Beach days. Those guys, they were all, they were also performance-driven. You know, they weren't just, like, pretty and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. Phil, let me ask you, I mean, with the Strength Guild games that you do, you're bringing in different type of performance aspects, and that seems to be part of this whole expansion, you know, beyond just stage bodybuilding is some of the different kinds of performance. You've gotten pretty creative with the different events, right? Yeah, well, I think, like I was going to say when they were talking about it, was it's almost, you almost see bodybuilding and all these events going back to what they were before. You know, originally, they would lift and do the show maybe in the same day. You know, they, mm-hmm. Way back, you know, it was both. They would have lifting exhibitions along with the physique exhibition, along with, and it's just, it's smart business. I mean, it brings, it's, bodybuilding is not that much different than powerlifting in a, a viewership aspect. If you just have a bodybuilding show, who's going to show up? Your girlfriend and maybe your mom, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and your friends. Other than that, so you bring in other stuff, and that's one another sport that's doing it well is the Highland Games. You know, they wrap the games around a fair atmosphere with a bunch of other crap going on. So what happens is all these people show up for all of that, and then they end up watching some of that, and they get exposed to the sport. That's so true, you give yeah, these people right. multiple reasons to show up, and that also, it's money to drive the sport thing. The first time I had heard about that was, it was Highland Games, wasn't it? Don't they yeah. do that? With yeah. that? Like you said, that yeah. almost it's almost like a fair. Yeah. 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 So... No, cool. I mean, it's just it just makes sense, and then you know, getting all these sports a bit closer together. There's so much fighting. In the end, we're all picking up heavy stuff. We're just doing it in different yeah. ways. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we have a lot more in common than we have apart. Yeah, you know, if you're wrapped up into fitness, if, uh, lifting things in general, you know, we have a lot more in common with with our with each other than we do the average person out there just sitting on the couch watching TV. Right. So so yeah, this becomes almost a gateway gateway drug you know so the average person can say hey like like brand said you watch bodybuilding or like you were saying you know powerlifting high-end stuff that's incredibly motivating stuff and somebody who might be not as excited about strength and you know what i love too about strength sports and muscle sports is you can do them as as adults as grown-ups you can continue to pursue this uh once the high school team sport days are gone you know, I like I know a lot of guys who used to be football players, and a lot of these guys they're overweight and not in a good way. You know, their health is suffering because they really haven't done much since high school. And the fun thing about strength and muscle sports is you can do them as grown-ups, even middle-aged people and beyond. You know, it's, so it's 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 fun like that. Let me ask Christine, what what do you think are some of the best best events to add? Because if, if I remember, I saw some of the some of your marketing materials, you're almost soliciting, like, hey, what do people want? Uh, is it better to stick with stuff that's really strength-oriented, like powerlifting or, I don't know, arm wrestling or that sort of thing? Or is it better just to go really broad and, you know, any any organization, any sport that wants involved? What are your thoughts on that? Well, honestly, I am exploring all things, and I just think that um, there's so many different the athlete, the person that gets into athletics, whether it's dance or powerlifting, they have a certain mind frame. Like, if they're going to be good, they have to work hard, they have to practice, and they can't just go once or twice and do well. Um, And so I I don't know. I really feel like we can draw from – 
I see it eventually being drawn from all sorts of different arts and sports and athletics. And then, and, and who doesn't love watching those athletes? You know, we have the Olympics. People love watching the intensity and what these people have created. Uh, so we're exploring all sorts of things in the face painting fun house gym that branch brought up, you know, like a blow up thing for the kids why not bring the kids and make it a family event? I don't know. It's uh, what, I guess one of the things that I find interesting is the, the performance aspect because so much with bodybuilding, they're so amazing on stage, but bodybuilding has an aspect of theater to it. And that's very cool. And it's very motivating mm -hmm. with the music and, you know, the it's dramatic. Um, but sometimes performance stuff like, you know, Phil and I have talked about this before on the show, but, you can miss a lift in front of everybody. Now, don't get me wrong. A bodybuilder can mm -hmm. be out of shape, but a lot of the, the work is done before, mm -hmm. before you're on the stage, whereas in performance-type events, God, you know, it's all right there, right now, make it happen or don't in a split second kind of thing. You know? yeah. And that yeah. does bring an, an element, an exciting element to things that maybe bodybuilding doesn't in the same way. I guess. Exactly. And I say that to athletes all day long, even, you know, when they're training, like as a bodybuilder, you can go to the gym and have a crappy workout and it really doesn't matter because you're going to get up the next day and go to the gym. But in powerlifting, it matters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you need to make your numbers when you go to the gym. And, and so there's a different mental aspect to all of these sports, which I think is kind of creates a lot of energy. And I think that, the events, you know, whenever you go to these events, there's just energy everywhere. Right. Uh, uh, Branch, let me uh, turn to you as we start to wind things down a little bit. Um, why now? Like, you're getting involved with Christine, of course, and, and doing this, uh, you know, expansion sort of thing. Uh, what's special about this year? Or is this just something that's long time been coming? You know, that sort of thing. Uh, it's something I've been working towards for a while. Um, I started with Houston, then I did a show in Dallas. I had for you know second, third year to have it in Dallas, and then I had a show in Omaha for a couple of years. And um, so it's a natural progression. Uh, you know, as I'm winding down my competitive career, I've been focusing more on the business side of a uh, of the sport. I'm still going to always uh, be involved in a uh, in the sport and in the scene. So uh, it's just a natural progression. Uh, an opportunity, uh, you know, came up and. Um, I was like, I thought about it for about a second. I was like, yeah, that would be a good idea. And uh, it's a Minneapolis is a huge market, and uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I think it's just a natural progression. You know, I just, just want to take what I've done, you know, down here, and uh, you know, bring it up there. And uh, it's a, uh, it's just a good time. You know, is a, is a, I've I've been fortunate enough to have a very long career and be do very well, and I build a brand, and I've got a, my fans are like the best fans ever. Uh, I love these guys, and. Uh, so because of that now, I'm able to still stay involved in the sport, even though uh, one day I won't you know, be on stage flexing with people anymore. But I'll uh, still be, be involved in the sport that I love and uh, you know, give a little something back. No, right on. We had Bill Pearl on the show um, in the past, in fact, twice. And he used to say, I don't take my shirt off anymore. You know, kind of half joking because, of course, Bill, I think Bill's over 80 now. But he's yeah, still such gosh. an inspiration. You know, what a class act. Yeah, what, an, what an example. You know that kind of stuff. He's he's talking about how to you know 
Branch, you said a lot of your character, your strength and your the benefits in your character were forged in bodybuilding. And, you know, Bill Pearl does such a good job of that. And he doesn't have to flex at anybody to do that anymore, of course, you know. So right. it's good stuff. Bill Pearl got me started in bodybuilding. <laughs> what was it? The Art of Bodybuilding or something? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Or, or uh, Keys to the Inner Universe was one of his big books, I remember. Yeah, I still have it on my bookshelf. Sweet. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, because he talks about character development specifically, you know, and, and that's, that's good stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I do want to ask one thing, though, because, uh, Branch, you mentioned a couple times, you know, the, the market is so big up in Minnesota. And uh, I guess this question is mostly for to compare what you think, Christine, versus what you think, Branch. And that is, um, is bodybuilding, we were talking about women's bodybuilding sort of shrinking over the years. Is bodybuilding less popular than it was in the 90s is this a necessary thing to keep people involved or because i know there's a lot of growth in the upper midwest there but across the country like if you think about the movies and whatnot you know a lot of our action heroes they're not the sly stallone and arnold schwarzenegger quite to the same extent anymore and uh is bodybuilding past the golden era and do we have to expand or am i just missing missing this entirely and bodybuilding is growing like crazy christine what do you think you know, I am not at all, like I said, I I wanted to do this from the beginning, just, you know, didn't know. I wanted to start promoting first and see how it went, and um, the shows themselves keep growing. Um, and I honestly, um, I want to say it was the good Lord above that just said to me, hey, Chris, you know Branch, why don't you ask him? We had just, um, he had just been a... a guest at a show I co-promote in the Fargo area, in Fargo actually, and I've kind of been picking Branch's brain and kind of seeing what kind of guy he is from different events he's attended that I've been at, and um, I just thought, why don't I ask him? And it really, I just think it's a cool idea to get all these things together, and the sport itself um, as far as female bodybuilding, um, you know, it, 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 the physique sports are not dying. Okay, no. right, yeah. Right, I understand. It, in fact, in a lot of ways, uh, the, the pro women that when I was like, you know, a, a young man, early teenager, uh, a lot of the, the figure and, and fitness competitors, physique women, they're much bigger and harder than even the pro women back then in the days of like Rachel McLish, you know what I'm talking about, right? Great. So there's Correct. been, there, there, we're using different words, but I like the way you put right. that. It's the physique sports right. are not going anywhere. We're just sort of, mm -hmm. we're redefining them a little bit, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and it's honestly, you know, I have had this conversation. It's, um, you know, if I were in my twenties right now, I would not be interested in women's bodybuilding. Um, and you know, just because I just don't see myself getting that big. Um, and so, but when I was in my twenties, it was very much, um, a thing that I looked up to and adored. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate, uh, that women's bodybuilding has gotten to where it is. I mean, those physiques are incredible, right. but, um, it's just not, you know, it doesn't appeal to the general public. Yeah, I think it's almost an acquired taste. Like few people, I would argue few women wake up 
and I don't want to sound sexist, but they say, I want to be right. as huge and rock granite hard as possible. But then it's a stepwise right. process. And then eventually you start to appreciate mm-hmm. that. And you're like, that's an incredible, you know, kind right. of thing. But Right, exactly. Um, Branch, do you think bodybuilding is growing? Do you think the expansion is necessary to keep physique sports alive? I, I, I mean, are you, are you disappointed at all that we've moved away from something that you love? I mean, you're a hardcore guy. So what are your thoughts on where bodybuilding is now and in the next 10 years? Well, uh, as far as how hardcore bodybuilding guy always will be, um, you go to the, the Mr. Olympia weekend or the Arnold Classic weekend, plus the center, event, centerpiece event of the whole show. Mm-hmm. Men's bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you go to the Mr. Olympia, there might be 30, 25, 30 guys and all the other athletes in the other divisions, but what is all, all those 20,000 people at the arena? If you, if you got rid of the other divisions, it's still going to be men's bodybuilding. It's going to be the, the centerpiece of the, the event. Now, that being said, um, adding all the other divisions that they have has increased participation in, in the event and increased the size of all these uh, amateur shows around the country. I mean, you're getting shows now. It's nothing to get three, four, five hundred athletes in a show. Mm-hmm. And back in when we were all coming up, that was unheard of. If you had a yeah. hundred competitors back in the day, that was like huge. Good point. So, um, um, so just based on, I travel all over the world, you know, doing the shows and guest posing and all the everywhere. The what's this, Christina put it very, very well as uh, are growing tremendously. I mean, as far as bodybuilding, you say not uh, is it dying or growing? In the nineties, who was the number one movie star, Arnold? The number one movie star now is The Rock. He's a bodybuilder. Okay. And mm-hmm. um, Sasha Wrestler, he's a, the highest paid a- actor in the world and number one's number one box office draw. And um, I think he's actually putting on a bodybuilding show in, uh, in L.A. This, this coming year. Hmm. So, um, yeah, he's uh, very much involved in it and a huge fan of the sport also. So, uh, comes to a lot of the shows. So, um, I think it's bigger than ever. I think that's because of, uh, you know, the different divisions we brought in and as far as women's bodybuilding i don't really see uh, i take a little bit different spin on it yeah actual you know the, the women's bodybuilding division um like what chris came up in and we were all you know used to is gone but um the women's uh physique division is uh bigger than the bodybuilding division ever was and my wife trish yeah. you know she turned pro and turned pro in fitness and um now she's competing in physique she did her first physique show last september mm. in phoenix got third and um she's training for um for some shows this year too so uh, you know because she said something she looked at and she's like you know I didn't want to be as big as a bodybuilder she goes but as a physique division she goes I think I can that looks cool and, uh, absolutely you know, so she likes to she loves being able to train like that so for the first time in like 10 years she's actually getting to train hard because in fitness she couldn't get any bigger so she really couldn't lift weights anymore you know because she didn't want to get you know too big and get scored down in fitness so uh, now she can actually train so uh, she comes to the gym Metroflex Brian trains her, and uh, he sees. I haven't seen him this excited to train somebody since he trained Ronnie. And like I cool, told her, you know, he didn't get this excited when he, he never got this excited when he trained me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, the sports at all time high uh, overall, all the the physique sports because uh, you just look at the sheer the number of shows we have. I think here in Texas we have thirty MPC amateur shows, thirty. Where back in the day we had like you know five or six. So. Um, you know, and it's uh, the shows are huge. I mean, I think the the shows here last year had I think one show had 800 competitors. Several shows had 600. Um, you know, and uh, go around the country, it's the same story where you go. So uh, areas that never had shows before have shows. And um, I said, so I think it uh, it continues to grow because uh, the new divisions appeal to such a more broad range of people than just bodybuilding did. Got you. Yep. 
You know, and I do want to say to your women, female listeners, and I know we're running out of time, but what Branch said, the point that he made about women's physique is true. The women love it, and it is basically what bodybuilding was when I started. Yeah, I agree with that very much. Because it's it's attainable, you know. Uh, you know, and my like Trish said, she goes, you know, she goes, I still want to be a woman. She goes, and um, right. she goes, um, and she goes. So they brought that look back, where you know, a lot of people they dig it. You know, it's cool. I mean, mm-hmm. she can be muscular and be strong. She can train hard, but she's still a woman. You know, she puts a dress on, and you know, she looks hot. She doesn't, uh, she doesn't look like me in a dress. You know? <laughs> Thank goodness. So, there's a there's a sight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, let's let, let me wrap up with this. Um, where would listeners go if they want to learn more about what you guys are doing together? Uh, Christine, maybe we'll start with you. Is there a website or is there a way for them to learn more about you? We are working on all of that yet, but right now um, all of the information is on my website um, and we're still you know brainstorming about how all that will look. But my website is... Um, I think the easiest way to get there is teamontrack.com. Otherwise, they can, um, my name, christinebongiovanni.com. And um, we're going to be developing its own marketing. Um, So on that website are all the shows that I promote. Um, So we will be doing something different. But for right now there, we've got, um, we're de- going to be developing some Facebook pages uh, for the event and all that, like I said, is in the process. Gotcha. And Branch, um, any info you could point people to? Because you have a lot of fans and a lot of our listeners are sort of that bodybuilder, powerlifter hybrid. So you're right up their alley. So anywhere they can look at for you online? Maybe you go to Facebook or uh, Instagram. It's a D Branch one. Is uh, on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, of course my website is www.thebranch1.com. Um, you can follow me. Um, I've always uh, posted something crazy on online every day, usually. And um, mm. so the website has uh, there'll be a link on there to send you to Christine's website to give you all the information for the Minneapolis show as well as so all my upcoming events and appearances all over the world. I think I've got nine countries I'm scheduled for so far this year, and oh, wow. 13 domestic trips in addition to the shows I'm promoting so uh, and, uh, it's going to be a busy year so check it out and I hope to see you out on the circuit somewhere fantastic I, I really appreciate you guys that's episode 400 I, it's good to have a couple of pros uh, come join us today and uh, like I said Branch I know I know a lot of young people that are going to be really excited to, to hear what you have to say so um, thanks again well that's a yeah. young, young, young people are key to the sport man we got to keep bringing those young guys and girls in and uh, keep the sport growing like a, so that they can have the same opportunities we all had. Right on. Correct. Okay. Until next week, everybody. Hey, listeners. Have you seen the store at ironradio.org? There are three halls in the store one for phil one for fortress and one for myself dr lowry in their thematic so you can go into our halls of iron store and choose based on your goal if you need something to learn or read or something nutritional you can look in my store 
uh, Lonnie's store. If you want something about injury prevention uh, or competition, then take a look at Phil's Hall of Iron. And if you want something about motivation or daily training, Fortress's Hall has what you're looking for. There are some fun heroic descriptors uh, as you browse through the stores. We try to make it a little more fun than the average boring online store. And whether you're a novice lifter or someone more experienced, you can take heart that you're not wasting your time. The things that we put in each hall of iron are actually based on our own recommendations. Protein powders that we know to be good, uh, knee sleeves, wraps of some kind, things that Fortress uses in his own training. Uh, the stuff you, you see, you know is good. This way you don't waste time. So check out the Iron Radio store at ironradio.org. And um, let us know what you think on the forums. And certainly you can request products and we will uh, screen them before they go in. So thanks for listening. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like what we do, the professors, the scientists, the bodybuilding show promoters, the athletes themselves in powerlifting and bodybuilding, um, please consider making a donation or maybe buying something from the ironradio.org uh, store. Uh, we also are accepting supporting members. So for $4 a month, which is frankly less than the bank sneaks out of your account in fees, you can step up and support a form of sort of public radio for the bodybuilding and powerlifting and strength community. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.